The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. You know, we need to be thankful that no matter what the enemy does, he has already been defeated. It doesn't look like it with all the turmoil and everything going on in this world that he has been defeated. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, Eat Crumbs No More. Speak the Word. I would like to minister on the importance of honoring God's Word and speaking God's Word, and also I might add, acting on His Word. You know, so many of us are uh, hearers of the Word, but very few of us are doers of the Word. But God would prefer that we be both, that we be both hearers and doers of the Word. Saints, our attitude, and I want you to really pay attention here, because your attitude toward the Word of God will determine the place that God holds in your daily life, in your everyday life. The Word should always be the Father speaking to you, and we should always put Him first. He should always have first place in our hearts, no matter what. His Word should never be like a message that comes from an ordinary book. The Word is our Father speaking to us. As a matter of fact, I forgot the title of my message today is called Crumbs No More. (laughs) Now you can either decide to feed off of crumbs and eat off of other people's plates, or you can decide not to. God did not create you to eat crumbs. He created you to eat the best of the land, the good of the land. The Word was designed by our Father to take Jesus' place in His absence. We know that in the book of John that uh, Jesus came and the flesh and the word was made flesh and he dwelt among us. But we also know that he left temporarily. But you also know that he left the word and the Holy Spirit to help us. When he says the father himself loves you, it is a personal message to your heart. So when Jesus said in John fourteen twenty three, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him and we will come to him and we make our home with him. We have the word today in many forms and we can even carry it around in our pockets. I do. I carry my telephone with me uh, and it's got the word on it this morning. As a matter of fact, I was sitting on my sofa and I needed a, a scripture on something and I did not want to interrupt what I was doing on my iPad. So I just asked my phone. <laughs> the Bible says in Revelations that the devil accuses you daily before our father. And so I couldn't remember exactly where I knew it was in Revelations, but I couldn't remember if it was Revelations 10 or 11. So I picked up my phone and I hit it and I, and I said, scriptures for the devil that accuses his brethren. And it came up, Revelations 10. You know, so we have, uh, we have in our hands and our ability, there is no excuse for not getting the word, but we don't use it for sometimes for the most important things. One, talking to the Lord on it or, or looking up scriptures on it. There's times when you need an answer to something or there's a time that you need encouragement in a situation and all you have to do is hit that phone and say scripture for so-and-so, scripture for peace, or scripture for knowledge, scripture for wisdom, and and it'll give it to you, it'll bring it up, and all you got to do is touch it, and you can read the scripture. It's amazing what you can do. 
But like I said, it's, it's so available today that we can even carry it around in our pockets, yet how little we appreciate the value of his message and how little we appreciate the word that is at our hand. The word of man has gained a controlling influence and has more authority than God's word here today on this earth, and that's a pity. People are much more apt to believe a doctor's report or their banker's report or even their neighbor's experience than they are the word of God. If they go in and that doctor tells them something, they're more apt to believe what he tells them than to what God would or their, or their attorney. And, and isn't that place in their word above God's word? When he says none of these things are going to happen to you, all you have to do is believe me, all you have to do is put your trust in me, and it's going to be okay. Even though in the natural, sometimes it don't look that way. And that's where the devil gets you. He gets you there every time. He always gets you in the natural. He know he gets you in the natural by what you see and what you feel and what you think. And he'll do it every time. But I thank God for the word of God. I thank God his word is sharper than a two-edged sword. It'll cut through bone and marrow, even to divide the spirit and soul. Praise God. Amen. You know, Paul said and wrote in uh, 1 Thessalonians 2.13, he says, Wherefore, I also give continual thanks to God, because when you heard from me the spoken word of God, you received it, not as the word of man, but as it is the truth, the word of God who himself works effectually in you who believe. And I have read that scripture so many times when I have gotten up to minister and the Lord had given me, brought that uh, scripture across my path and wanted me to say that. In other words, he wanted you when I'm speaking, he wanted you to take that word as if it's him speaking himself, just like with Paul. But what we don't understand, when Paul was speaking the word and he was speaking this word, Jesus had not yet gone home. He had gone home here, but the word had not yet been written. So they were speaking as the Lord was giving them, telling them what to say. Saints, God confirms the word today everywhere that it is preached. And he makes his word good when we dare to act upon it, when we step out in faith and we stand on his word. Saints, these are some hindrances to your faith. Said your faith will never rise. One of the biggest hindrances and one of the things that you really need to understand is that your faith will never rise above your confession. I do not refer to the confessions of sin, but the confession of the Word of God. If we confess, and if you confess weakness all the time, and if you're always going around speaking failure and sickness, you're going to destroy your faith. When we boldly make our confession that our diseases were laid on Jesus, and we hold fast to that confession, we bring God in on the scene when we do that. Sometimes a lack of knowledge will hinder us from making a bold statement. You know, we cannot... Act on the word beyond our knowledge. Amen. You cannot go above your knowledge. It's impossible. So if you want more knowledge of the word of God and you want him acting, you know, being involved more in your life, in your situations, in your, in your health, your family, and your finances, then you're going to have to get more knowledge on the word of God. And I ran across some books this um, week that I think are powerful uh, and uh most any of his books are powerful, E.W. Kenyon. And, and you can download them. He went home to be with the Lord many years, I think probably in the early 1940s. But he, he was a powerful man of God. And, and the books, are one thing that's so good about these books are they're uh, written in such a plain language that anybody can understand them. I mean, you don't have to get your dictionary out to look them up. You know, some books you get a whole, you need a dictionary to 
to look up the words, but he, he, he teaches it in such a way that it, it, to me it's just powerful. And I downloaded uh, two or three copies on my iPad, and I, I've just got my nose stuck right in them. <laughs> they're, they're powerful. In other words, if you're always saying what you are not, but telling of your weaknesses and you're confessing your failings and your lack of money, confessing your, and you confess your lack of ability and your lack of health, invariably, you're going to go to the level of your confession. Think about that. If you confess these things, that is where you're going to go. But on the other hand, if you confess what the Word of God says, you're going to go to a whole new height. A whole new height. I'm, I'm, I'm a living witness of it. A living witness. Praise God. When we confess His Lordship and our, and our hearts fully agree, then we turn our lives over into His care. And that's what He's looking for. Saints, there will be an end of your worry, and there will be an end of your fear and the beginning of faith. That's where it all starts, when we just turn it all over to Him. If you could only realize that when you open the Bible and read the Word, it is a living thing. When we read that Bible, we are actually implanting that word into our hearts. It's a now word. It's always a now word from him to me and to you. It's his voice. And Psalms 107, 20 said he sent his word and he healed them. In other words, the living word that he sent saints was his son, according to John 1, 14. In Jeremiah 1, 12, the Lord said, I watch over my word. Brothers and sisters, he will watch over the word we preach and teach. He will watch over the word that you, te- that you speak. He will watch over that to bring it about. Jesus said, If my words are living in you and you are speaking them, I will live in them as they pass from your lips. I'm going to repeat that. If my words are living in you, the Lord is saying, If my words are living in you and you are speaking my words, then I will live in them as they pass through your lips. Amen. In other words, they're going to bring about what you're speaking if you're speaking what he says. In other words, if his word is for you, is in you, and you speak his word over the sickness in your body, his word will act like a laser and cut right through that sickness every time. And you can speak to that mountain of debt, and that mountain will move. It says it will, only you got to doubt not and believe. He said, whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says, he shall have whatsoever he saith. If he believeth in his heart and doubt not. And let me clarify this. You can have doubt up here. He said in your heart. The enemy is going to put doubt up here. But God works down here in your heart. So don't, don't let the doubt up here confuse the doubt in your heart. He said have doubt and no, not, not to have any doubt in your heart. And so it, it's, it's good that because a lot of people think that, well, I'm doubting that. Well, the enemy is causing you to doubt that. But keep on doing it because that's faith. You keep on doing it regardless of what you feel up here because of what's down here. That's faith. And it'll work. It'll work for you every time. It'll never fail you. The word of Christ becomes a living thing in your lips. You have to speak the word fearlessly. Let the word live in you gloriously and richly. God's means of teaching us is through His Word, so the Word becomes a vital thing. The Word takes on personality. 
it becomes Christ himself because he is the word, according to John 1.1. 1, 1. Are you hearing me? For example, his word encourages us not to be dismayed, for he said, I am your God, I am going to be your strength. He said, I'm going to lend to you my own ability. When weaknesses come, remember that I am the strength of your life. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Hallelujah. He also tells us to let the weak say they're strong in Joel 3, 10. He doesn't tell you to go around saying that you're weak all the time. He wants you to say you're strong. Did he, did he say, wait, I don't feel, did, did you're supposed to say, well, Lord, I don't feel strong. He didn't say that. He said, let the weak, he knows you're weak. <laughs> You don't have to say, Lord, I'm weak. I don't feel like, I don't feel strong. And God says, well, I know that. That's why I put it in here for you. When you're feeling weak, say, Lord, I thank you that I'm not weak, but I'm strong. I'm strong in you. I don't feel weak, right, strong right now, but I am strong because you said I am. Not because I feel strong, but because you said I am. It's all about what he says. In other words, he's telling you by faith to believe his word is what I just said. For instance, when you need finances, remember what his word said. My father knoweth that you have need of all these things in Matthew 6. Matthew 6, 30 says that, 32 says, don't worry about these things. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly father already knows all your needs. As a matter of fact, you know, he says he, you can just whisper or confess in your own heart, brothers and sisters, you can confess my father will supply every need of mine. He knows my needs and he loves me and he and I are one. These are things that you can say. But you know what? It really amazes me that when a person gets born again, that one of the first things they do is to stop using bad language or better known as four-letter words <laughs> or foul words. And that's good. You know, that, that's, that's really good. You know, we should clean up our talk. We need a clean mouth. We don't really need to be going around speaking foul words or four-letter words. But what really amazes me even more is that Christians don't think of words such as sickness and poverty and words of doubt and unbelief as foul words or evil words. But they are. There are foul words and there are evil words that you may not, and you may not believe this, but these words will do more damage to you than all the other words. If you walk around all the time talking about your, how broke you are and how sick you are and how this and that you are, these words are going to do you a lot more harm than if you actually were to use those foul four-letter words. Because God can, can forgive you for speaking those words. Only we think that they're foul but what we think is foul, is, uh, what God thinks is foul is different than what you think is foul. So when you're, when you're using those four-letter words, you know, like sick and broken, all these other things, you know, those are foul words to God because he's already says, I know your needs and I have provided them for you. So why, why are you saying this? Are you hearing me? Yes. You know, we're, we're really quick. Sometimes we think we got it all put together and I'm, I'm included. You know, sometimes we just think we got it all put together, but we don't. We don't. We just think we do. What we think is awesome, sometimes God is up there shaking his head at us. You know? But like I said, you need to realize that sick and poor are four-letter words, too, as far as God's concerned, before they are anti what his word says. 
Anything that goes anti against what God says is not good. The words of unbelief that you speak are curse words. They're evil words to God, and they counter what God says about you. And that, therefore, it makes them foul words. It makes them evil words. The Lord said in Malachi 3.13 in the New Living Bible, it says, You have said terrible things about me, says the Lord, but you say, what do you mean? What have we said against you? Saints, words of unbelief and doubt are harsh words to God. In Job 6.30, he says, Is there wrong on my tongue? Cannot my taste discern what is destructive? And I put a Selah there. In other words, that Selah only means just stop and think about that. He said, is there wrong on my tongue? Is there wrong on your tongue, brothers and sisters? Have you been speaking things anti what the Word of God tells you to speak? Maybe that's the reason why you're in the position that you're in there. Because you can't get your tongue lined up with Him. And as soon as you get that mouth turned upward instead of downward, things are going to take on a whole new ballgame. Trust me, they will. Saints, when you taste food, and what you're about to do, when you taste food, you're able to discern immediately if it tastes good, and you know right away what tastes good and what tastes bad, don't you? When you put something in your mouth and it doesn't taste good, you spit it out immediately, don't you? And if it's good, you eat it. And that's all God said. When you put my words in your mouth, you got good stuff in there and you need to chew on it. As a matter of fact, there's places in the Bible where he says, I eat the word. I eat the word. In the same way, we should also be able to discern when you're speaking destructive words. If you can discern what's good and bad in the food, then you should be able to discern what's good and what's evil words that are coming out of your mouth. Any negative word or words of doubt and unbelief are destructive words, and they need to be replaced by what God says. In Matthew 12, in the New American Standard Bible, it says, But I tell you that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. So God is telling you right here in Matthew 12 that he, you're being held accountable for every non-working word that you speak. Amen. That's a biggie. Saints, I cannot express enough how important it is for you to monitor the words coming from your lips. For based on God's word, you will have what you say sooner or later. You become what you confess. Sooner or later, you will become what you confess. The words coming out of your mouth. You are today... The words you spoke yesterday and last week. Do you want to be next week what you were this week or last month or last year? Or do you want things to turn around in your life and be different? If you want things to turn around in your life, then you must start saying what he says. Or otherwise, you're going to be back in the same place again. You are going to become what you confess. It's, it's just a known fact. You might want to write that down. I will become what I confess. Amen. David said in Psalms 39, he said, I will guard my ways that I may not sin with my tongue. He said, I will guard my mouth as with a muzzle while the wicked are before me. And David also said that he had purposed in his heart not to let his lips sin against God. When you want to do the right thing, you have to purpose to do it. Think about that. Anything that you've ever done that was important in your life, you had to, be, you had to do it on purpose. You have the purpose to do it. If you want to get closer to God, if you want to have a healthier body, 
if you want to have more blessings in your finances, then you're going to have to be more purposeful in speaking and confessing what God says about you. You can buy books on it. You can't find it. I mean, you know, they, they have one book out. I got it on my website. It's called Decree Your Today. You can get that book and decree your today. Decree your tomorrow. Decree your next year. Instead of decreeing what we seem to be decreeing every day. Sometimes you, you, you say, well, I can't think of anything good to say. Well, other people have, so go copy them. The Bible does. I copy it. It says good things about me. You know, so I, I, like what, I like what it says about me. Amen. According to this, I'm a giant. <laughs> and according to this, I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me. Amen. You know, according to him, I'm bold and I'm strong. You know, and, and I'm not in the natural. But I'm not going to say I'm not because he knows I'm not. But I don't have to tell you I'm not. Right. Got that? Yeah. <laughs> in other words... You have to renew your mind according to Romans 12 too. If you don't renew your mind, you're going to feed off of crumbs forever. You will eat off the plates of others instead of God's best for you. And I don't think you want that. 1 Peter 3.10 says, Whoever desires to love life and see good days. How many of you would like to have a good life and see good days? I know, praise God, I would. He said, if you do this, if you desire to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Hallelujah. When you speak words of sickness and words of poverty, you need to know that your words will cause you to stay broke. They will keep you sick and they're going to cause you to live in constant fear because they're destructive words and they're going to kill you. They might not kill you physically, but you might wish you were dead. Matthew 15, 11 says, When Jesus called the multitudes to him, he said to them, Hear and understand. And I want you to hear and understand. You'll find that in uh, Matthew 15, 11. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth that defiles the person. So it's the words that's coming out of your mouth that is hindering you from being healthy, being prosperous and having a good life. It's not your mama, your daddy. It's not your boss. It's not your brothers and sisters. It's not your neighbors. But it's you. It's you. Because it, no matter who your neighbors are or who your family are, you can be who God says you are. But you have got to confess it on a daily basis. You, get, you keep on confessing it, you'll believe it. Speak the word to your body speak the word to your mind speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand this has been speak the word the bible teaching ministry of pastor joanne ramsey we're glad you've joined us for today's message Speak the Word is made possible by support from listeners like you. If you'd like to hear more from Speak the Word, visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. There, you can also learn more about Pastor Joe, purchase audio CDs or DVDs, and watch and listen to other radio messages from Pastor Joe. Again, just go to speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back with a closing word. But first, we're excited to tell you about Pastor Joe's new book. It's titled, God, Are You Listening? I Need Help. During this unsettling and fearful time, do you need God's help perhaps like never before? 
In this new book, Pastor Joe will help you develop a prayer life that delights the heart of God and moves Him to act on your behalf. If today's events have you in fear and worry, this is the perfect book for you. God, are you listening? I need help. The new book from Pastor Joanne Ramsey. If you'd like a copy, just ask for it when you include a donation to Speak the Word Ministries of just $10 or more. Write to us at Speak the Word Ministries, P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Again, that's P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. Our telephone number is toll-free, 855-505-2297. Pastor Joe and her team also welcomes your emails, and we'd be happy to pray for you. Our email address is speakthewordministry at cox.net. That's speakthewordministry at cox.net. And now, here again is Pastor Joe. Father, I pray that you will help us to have a clearer understanding of the importance of honoring your word and the importance of speaking your word. And that when we speak your word with the power and the authority that you have given to us, it is the same as if Jesus was standing here in our presence speaking it. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that you have made your word good. And when we dare to act upon it and step out in faith, we will begin to see those mountains coming down. Lord, please help us to understand also that our faith keeps pace with our confession and sooner or later, we become what we confess. So help us to hold fast to our confession or profession of our faith without wavering. For you, O Lord, are faithful to keep your promises. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance That mountain can't stand Against the Word, the Word of God Against the Word